This is my own private domicile and I will not be harassed! Bitch! Gangsters, what's up guys? What's the way to a motherfucker like KTP's remind me? Get the world by the tail! Fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Well, I'm here. I'm cute as shit. Oh, whoa, whoa, skip, skip, skip. If you don't chew big red, then f you. That's so horny. You nigga naked in the shower with your clothes on. Could you imagine if I hit the old water pipe with that thing? Oh. Great cash, homie. Three, two, one, let's fuck! Everybody's got to hear the shit on W Balls, W Balls, W Balls. of the Do Not Listen to This Podcast. I am your host, Sam Lacrosse. Can you dig it? I can. I definitely can today because I am seeing and talking to a good friend of mine for the first time. Well, I mean, you and I talk like a, a good amount. I think I would say we probably talk a pretty good amount, but I've, I haven't seen you in a very long time, so that's probably the different thing. But I'm joined by my good friend, Dylan Franciscus. Dylan, how are you, brother? Good. How's it going, man? Happy to be on here. Good. Yeah, man. I was going to say, no, it's, it, it's cool because, you know, you are... One of my oldest friends, I was thinking about this, like when I was coming up with a question, you're probably my oldest friend that is outside of my family that I still talk to because we've been friends going on probably for almost like it's more than 15 years at this point, probably. Right. Around there. Yeah. Like 15, 15 ish years at this point. I mean, like I just turned 25 a couple months ago. You're about four years younger than I am. So yeah, like since you were probably because we you know, grew up in the same place, yeah. you know, our families are friends and our siblings became friends. We, were, we became friends, all that sort of stuff. So I think about like, you know, I think about our friendship kind of all the time, especially when we talk. And I like, I always think of this when like, you know, friends and all this kind of stuff, like, what do you think about our friendship has really made it work for as long as it has? Because I'm sure that you've kind of seen like a lot of people and had a lot of friends where it's like, it starts out fine and it just kind of, you know, like people grow apart, they grow different. Why do you think that we've been able to stay friends for, I have a theory, I just want, I was curious about if you've never thought of that before. I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, We've known each other for probably about 15 years. I mean, I'm about two years younger than you because I'll be turning 23 in, all, in April. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think I think the reason we've stuck around is because we're both pretty even keel dudes. We both like sports and movies and pretty much a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, I think well, that's, that's a good point. I think, like, half of our lives are, you know, bitching about the Browns or talking about, like, a, like something from Jackass 3 that we've, like, seen, like, a million times together while, you know, on your couch or something like that. But it's, like, and I think, like, the other part, too, is, like, you know, like, the even-keeled thing is, like, you know, our friendship, I think, in a lot of ways is defined by kind of just, like, loyalty through a lot of difficult shit. Like, I mean, we've kind of just had, you know, we never have really gotten, I would say, that upset at one another. We've kind of just been, like, okay, like, you know, this guy is – a good person we share similar values you kind of have our back on this that and the other thing and i think with coming through that you see like you know you see you get to know a person on a really deep level you kind of see like you know their goals their ambitions their dreams what they want out of life all that kind of stuff and for you i remember the first time i really i think the first time one of the first times you met or one of the first times you met you had two goals 
from your entire life that had not changed yeah. in the entire time that I no. you wanted to be a Marine and you wanted to win a high school state championship. You did both of them, which is even the most incredible. You had two things you wanted for as long as I know you wanted to be a Marine and you wanted to win a state championship in Ohio high school football, which is both are very, very tough to do. The Ohio high school football thing is really tough because I don't think a lot of people give Ohio state high school football a lot of credit. You won a state championship with St. Ed's back about five years ago now, which is crazy. Four or five years ago, which is crazy. We're going to have, you're always counting. I remember you always count these things, but it's, um, yeah, no. So, I mean, you did that and now you are getting out of the Marines and you said like what, three months? Yeah, three months. And then I, uh, I go on terminal leave where I kind of just use my vacation days to still get paid for an extra the month and a half till my contract is officially no longer active duty. But I get about three months till that point. And at this point, I'm pretty much just, uh, doing what I have to do while I'm still here and then just focusing on like transitioning back to like the regular world. Are you worried about that at all? I mean, there's a, there's a little part of me that's obviously a little bit cause like, unlike most people who go to college, like I've been in a different part of society since I was a 19 year old kid who was fresh out of high school. Yeah. Like my, yeah. my whole adult life has been in the Marine Corps and it's one of those things like, Obviously here, like, we know about it, but, like, people joke, but there's some truth to it. Like, my health care has been taken care of. My my living space has been taken care of. I don't really have to worry about, like, utilities or a water bill or, yeah. I don't, my, like, there's washers and dryers here that I don't have to pay to use. Like, there are, like, certain things that, like, people have to worry about that I haven't had to for the better part of four years. And, but there's definitely things I'm thinking about or, like, Certain things, I know a lot of guys that are, I know that were, like, kind of, like, senior to me in the Marine Corps that got out that said, like, kind of adjusting back to regular societies, like, the first year is pretty tough, so I'm making sure I do well yeah. with that. And I think the one thing that makes me lucky is I got people I still know from back home where some people don't really have that when they join. Because yeah. a lot of people who join, some of them don't really have much of a home life, and that's part of the reason why they came to the Marine Corps. Uh, sorry, I can't hear you right now. I realized that my I realized my mic was moving the entire time. So I, I yeah. apologize. So, like when you when you trans when you talk to your buddies that like transition back to everything else, is it like a, do they like elaborate on? Is it like more of a social thing? Like they can't like relate to people, or like what what is it about going back to society that really kind of you know is jarring to them that they say? It's a little bit of everything. Like, obviously, our sense of humor is a little more colorful than, like, most people in regular society, especially now. Yeah. Having, like, you know, when you go to a normal job, you can't make certain jokes that we make here. Like, there's certain things that I could talk to about people back home just about everyday military life that nobody that's not from the military or that would understand. Then, along with that, like, not only is the military like a whole different thing, the regular society, the Marine Corps is like its own different entity from everything else, especially the infantry. Yeah. Yes. Which, which you are in and you've been in for four years at this point. So it's basically like, yeah. to your point, it's kind of all, you know, of adult life at this point, you're kind of just kind of having to cut that off and then yeah. move to another thing. You be done with the Marine Corps and move on to other things. And I think that kind of like in that sense, going back to what you said earlier about, the high school football state championship and then the getting into the Marines and going through a really tough period of boot camp. You've been employed, you've, you've stayed here obviously and done a lot of trainings for a very long time. Yeah. When you 
had those two goals, when you set them very, very early on in your life, how did you know that those two things were the things that you wanted more than anything else? Like what, what made you adopt those goals, do you think? I mean, I always loved football and like my dad was military, so something that always drew my attention, like kind of stereotypical kid, like, you know, hey, the movies look cool and all that. I mean, and then, like, just like around, when I was around 12, I started lifting, like, pretty regularly and got, helped me with football and got really into that, and then the military kind of along similar things, well, so I thought, I mean, obviously a little different, but something I got into, I mean, it's not like the movies really at all, but it's definitely looking back at my almost four years now experience that I'm definitely happy I did. Is it because just like it was – so how similar do you think are football culture and military culture? Are they similar or are they different? Um, there's certain similarities like, you know, you're working with people. You go through some tough stuff together. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to like push through certain things and you have to learn just like, you know, learning new skills like – the one different thing is, like, football, it's a sport you play from when you're a kid. Like, a lot of things that you learn in the infantry, uh, obviously, that's not like there's a place in the regular world that you really learn this stuff from, and it's just takes a little bit, but kind of like football, you have a team, and you guys have to work together through stuff, and almost like that, I'll say locker room, because that's kind of an analogy I can think of that's pretty good, and then you go through stuff together. And you find what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are and kind of learn to build off it and have everyone have their part or, like, position to play, quote-unquote, yeah. that they do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's interesting because, like, they're kind of this – I think they're more similar than a lot of other things you transition out to because I think even going from, like, from high school to college, it's very, very different than going from – like, it's, they're, two things are very, very different. It's kind of a very, very jarring type of experience. And you were so – because the high school football program that you were in was a – it's one of the best programs in the country. Like, St. Ed's High School yeah. in Northeast Ohio. Ohio is one of the best programs in the country. You guys travel around to play a bunch of people. Constantly ranked in the top 10, top 5 in the country. Like, you guys are really, really good. You produced a lot of really, really good players in both college and the NFL and everything else. And I think that, like, why were – like, did it set in, like, kind of, you know, like – so you said your dad – did your dad play high school ball, by the way? Oh, uh, no, he played hockey. He played – oh, that's right, he played hockey. Okay, so I was going to say he um, – I knew he played something. I just didn't know if it was football. So yeah. it was – so, you know, you kind of grew up, and obviously we're, we're sad, pathetic Browns fans and yeah. really, really proud Buckeye fans. So we kind of have, like, the, the best of both worlds inside of everything else. And um, and you and I both went to um, – both went to schools that had good high school football programs. You went to yeah. a private high school. I went to a public high school which both, you know, did both very well, I would say, in those respective realms when we were there and everything else. And I think that, you know, it's been consistent throughout your entire life that those are kind of the things that you wanted to do and you also had influence from your father and you had, you probably looked at the program because your dad went to the high school that you did and you were like, that's really kind of badass to do all that kind of stuff and everything else. So, like, as a lot of people get older, and I find myself doing this all the time, like when I either write down goals for work or my personal life or whatever, I find myself, like, saying, like, you know, that's not that important. Like, my mind has kind of changed on this. I want to kind of focus on something else. Um, I have kind of two questions on this. The first one is, why do you think that those two big goals of yours did not change? And the follow-up to that would be, 
was it kind of like a sense of duty that you had about being a good football player and then being a good Marine and a good soldier that kind of propelled you to finish what you started in terms of wanting something and then going out and getting that something? In a way, yeah. I just, I, I couldn't imagine my life without doing either of those two things. It was just something I found and just stuck with. And yeah, like I said, I couldn't imagine being me without pursuing that. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine you either. That's kind of the thing. It's like, it's just so like, I think it's, it's, it's funny because like everyone has like a perception around, you know, like people perceive people a certain way. Yeah. And I think the one thing about you is that you've stayed so remarkably consistent in who you're perceived as throughout like your entire life. Like even like I was talking to, um, I was talking to my parents about the ceremony after you got back home from boot camp because you went into boot camp and you were like, a, like you were coming out of high school football player, but so you were like, pounding calories, pounding weights, doing all this kind of stuff. And you went to South Carolina with your camp. And, and how much weight did you lose, by the way? I forgot. I lost. I mean, it's different for everybody. I went in the boot camp weighing 188, went out weighing 163. Right. Like, yeah, you dropped 25 pounds. So it's like yeah. you came back and you were just jacked. And you had, like, all that kind of stuff. They were, you know, everything out and all that kind of stuff and everything else. So that was super impressive. And so I think, like, it was – you adopt these things and you have all these type of things that really never leave you as you grow older and you do all these kind of things and everything else in terms of all that sort of stuff. And so why do you think that as you went there, like, did you ever entertain the possibility of, for example, like going to college or kind of doing something else like that? Did you ever, was that ever a possibility for you or no? I mean, my parents always wanted me to go to college first and do that route. But just as I was going through high school, I just thought going to the Marine Corps first and doing the enlisted side of it would be the better option. And now that I am thinking about going to college when I get out, I look back and I think, you know, I'm probably a little more mature now. I could probably handle college better now because looking back, there's no way I could have done college as a 19-year-old. Really? Why do you say that? I don't know. I just Maybe the attention span, maturity level. But I definitely think I made the right decision doing the Marine Corps first and then going to college and – after that and just seeing where that takes me yeah did you do you find that similar with a lot of your marine buddies is that they kind of become more mature as they go through the program or is it kind of different for each person i mean it's kind of we're like we're like the most immature mature people you'll meet like obviously like (laughs) we're all just we're all kind of kids at heart at times like we'll do all the kids stuff but at the same time like we know there's a time to be mature and we're I mean, it's just certain things we've, you kind of go through in the Marine Corps, like you end up being more mature than like people your age that are out in the real world that don't. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because I, I remember, you know, you and I have, have bonded over, I think you're right. I never really thought about it this way, but like we bond over sports, football specifically, and we bond over like movies and TV shows yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I remember I was your, I was your babysitter for a little bit yep. back in the while and I would, I just, I, you know, I, I apologize to your parents about showing you and your brother all of these debaucherous shows. One of those shows that you and I love the most, and I still, it's still so near and dear to my heart, is the Immortal Blue Mountain State. Yep. And you said when you got to, when you, you said when you, when you got to the Marines, it was about as, as you said, I think you, I remember definitively you saying this. You said, I, you said, Sam, I think this is about as close to Blue Mountain State as you can ever get. Because no college campus would let this kind of stuff fly if they were able to supervise and see all this kind of stuff. It's only in the Marines that we can get this close to something like Blue Mountain State, Alex Moran, Marty Daniels, all these other people. And you, from the videos you post, 
and the things you tell me and the things you send me, it is, it, it quite lives up to the billing. I'm actually very shocked, but it, but, uh, but it does. So I, I found that always very, very funny when you yeah. tell me all these stories. And that's like the main part that like a bunch of people miss. Like there are certain stories that you get from deployment and from just the experience of being in that I couldn't imagine getting anywhere else. And yeah. just even my seniors look back at some of theirs and we all talk about it. And it's one of those things where like, when I tell people stories like back home, they're like that that's happened. And we're like, yeah, that's just like, it gets to a point here where you're shocked at things that happen but at the same time. Like you're kind of just used to it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's Tuesday in, in, yeah. our, in our you know barracks or whatever. You, it, yeah, like it's kind of just, it's, it's kind of, it's all that sort of thing. And I think that it's it's funny because go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, not not real. I mean, it's not as rowdy as it used to be, but like you know, like right now, there's definitely dudes outside just like you know grilling out or playing cornhole. Nothing too crazy, but there's always every so often there's stuff going on. That's another tough thing that people who have told me when they get out that's tough is like when you get out in the real world, you can't just go down to your buddy's room down the hall when you're bored and just be like, hey, you want to go out and go do something or because we all live in a pretty close space together, and we have for the past almost four years now. And then on deployment, when you're on the mm-hmm. boat, you live in even more of a confined space than this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think like, have you have you thought about that? Like, have you thought about like different ways to like get community outside? Like when you get out of the Marine Corps, like have you thought about what you're going to do or how you're going to kind of go about navigating that at all? I mean, everyone I've talked to said that like there really is no such thing as a community like this one. The best thing they can think of is either like the police department, fire department, or what you're doing now, like joining an MMA gym, which I think I plan on doing when I get out. And then, okay, cool. Like I'm sure going to Ohio state, I'll find something that kind of gets it there. Cause I'm sure they have stuff there. I just got to find it. I mean, you would know more about the college. Yeah. I'm going to apply there. I mean, yeah, you know more about that than me being having gone to Ohio State yourself. No, I was gonna say, dude, I, I know I, I know you talked about it before, but I think like, you know, like so no, I mean that's awesome. I would love it if you went. That would be great. And I think that yeah. because you get your college paid for, right? Yep. Yeah, I would use what's called the so I would use what's called the GI Bill and it would cover like my tuition and then uh there's yep. some other stuff that would cover like I'm doing like classes to learn more about that now is I'm like closer to getting out and like how to use it and how to like realize the benefits I do have. Cause like a lot of the stuff in the military, it's there, but you kind of got to research and dig for it. Cause like, it's kind of, kind of forgotten about when you're doing the job. Yeah, sure. No, I think it's, it's just kind of like, it's interesting because like, I think a lot of people, they look like they look at the military, whether it's the Marines, the army or the Navy or something like that. And they kind of like, they almost look down on it and say like, it's kind of like, Oh, it's just a bunch of jarheads going in and doing all this type of thing. And it's like, I, I say to people all the time, like, n- like do you realize like the benefits that like my body gets by doing his four years here, he gets like his healthcare paid for, he gets like, Oh, he gets college paid for everything else. He does all that kind of stuff and everything. Like it's a sweet deal. And if you actually like being in the military and the community and the bonding inside of it, like it's an awesome, awesome, you know, alternative. Then you, you can just go in for it and kind of have a bunch of stuff happen to you. That's really, really cool which I, find, I, I didn't know before you had joined. I had really never heard about any of this stuff. And when you told me all these things, I was really, really shocked. Yeah, like, obviously the benefits are there. Now, with that being said, like, some people join just for those benefits. And in my opinion, like, nothing wrong with that. But if you do join for that, like, 
realize what you're getting yourself into because there's going to be challenges that yeah. you might not have thought they were there if you just see the benefits on a piece of paper and look at them that way. Yeah. Did, did there, was there something kind of like, I know you said you kind of were inspired by a lot of movies and all this other kind of stuff, but like, you also are a very patriotic person. You love America, yeah. you love the country, you love all this other kind of stuff. Was that, was it kind of like that internal, like patriotism that really kind of propelled you to really make the leap and said, like, I, to your point that you just made, like, I do want to dedicate my four lives to this. I, I do want to do it the right way. I kind of want to go out and I want to serve my country. I want to do all this other kind of stuff. What was that inspiration like for you? Uh, I mean, there was a, there was a part of that. Like, obviously, you know, it's a, obviously this is a great country we live in and it's not perfect by any means, but you know, it's a, yep. people don't realize how privileged they are when they get to live in a place like this, like having, having been around like parts of the world myself, like there's people that are definitely not nearly as privileged as we are here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, I know you come from a military family. Your your yep. father served in the military. Your grandfather served in the military. You have a lot of people that are going back and doing all this other kind of stuff. So I'm imagining that we're kind of like pretty supportive of you. But was the general consensus like did anyone say like, hey, maybe you should take a different route going out of high school and doing this? Maybe you should consider going to college first and then going to the military. Or were people pretty supportive by your decision when you made it? A lot of people thought I should go to college first, but at the same time, they kind of knew like. He's set on doing it, and he it's it's he's the one signing the dotted line, so it's his yeah, choice. He's sure. an adult. Yeah. He, he'll be a, an adult at the time, and when I actually signed it, they're pretty supportive of it, and it's been a good support system, so to speak, ever since. And honestly, yeah. like I think about it more and more every day as I get closer. Like I remember texting one of my uh, senior guys who had gotten out, like, "What's uh?" At the time, I texted him. I had about a year and a half left on contract, and I was like, "Hey, what's one thing you wish you knew uh, coming back from your deployment, going into like your second rotation to like a training?" And he's like, "Well, the one thing that you should know is uh, definitely realize the time you have left on contract is not as much as you think it is." And that was over a year ago now, and I think, yeah, he is. Uh, he was definitely right on that one because yeah, it goes no, it, it goes fast. Yeah. Like I can't believe like it was. Last month was uh, the three-year mark of me hitting my uh, my actual unit after, like, all the schooling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, man, I, I think, like, it, it always it always goes quicker, no matter what that is. I think I think maybe military, you know, service goes quicker because I've never served, so I see the service, so I don't know. But, like, I think like, a lot of things when there's, like, a time limit when you think about, like, I remember going to college and saying, like, you know, four years is a long fucking time. Like, I just want to get in and I want to work out money i want to do all this other kind of stuff and then i go in and i do all this kind of stuff and i have my you know adventures what have you in college and i get out and i see like the passage of time really is much faster than a lot of people think and it only gets faster as you get older and so i'm basically like i'm 25 years old i can't believe all this stuff. i mean i still got a lot of life to live hopefully but i think that like there's a lot of things that i think about where it's like man i got to get on my shit with some of this other kind of stuff because I want to do a bunch of stuff. I want to see things. I want to do things with people, you know, start things, see what else happens to a bunch of other things, all that kind of shit. But I mean, yeah, yeah, man, I think it's like that will never slow down. It will never. And it's, it's, it's funny because like anytime there's a consistent trend, you usually adjust to it. Like human beings are really good at that. Like we see yeah. something happen in our lives and habitual habit, but we, we never seem to learn about the time thing. And I think that's very, very interesting to me, how we never seem to think that, like, 
this is gonna, you know, this is gonna end one day, all this stuff is gonna happen. And then we're kind of very, almost like blissfully unaware of our own mortality and all that kind of stuff, whether that's, you know, with death or life or whether that's with something ending or starting or whatever have you. And I think that, you know, as long as, I think it's why consistency in that community is so important. Like, I think that's why I'm so grateful to your point you made earlier about kind of like my, my boxing gym and my church and all this other kind of stuff that I know it's like, even though time is going to go fast, I know those things aren't going anywhere. Okay. And, and I think that like, there are a lot of people that don't have that and they don't have a community of any kind. They don't have a work community. They don't have a local community, anything like that. And it's, I've become to realize in all those spaces, my men's group, um, it's super important to be involved in those type of things and kind of just to see where all those things kind of end up. So it, it's good that you recognize that. And I think you have a really unique perspective on it being in the military. Yeah. Cause I remember when I, uh, uh, when, when I was going through Eds, they had us do like lifts as incoming freshmen. And one of the, uh, there was a, one of the guys who he had two kids who were graduating seniors at the time. Like he came and talked to us. He had a kid going through at the time and he was pretty respected there. And he told us like, Hey, you guys are about to be freshmen. Uh, make sure you work hard in the weight room, the classroom, on the field, all that. And he said, it goes by fast. And in my head, I'm thinking, I mean, four years is four years. I don't, that doesn't seem like it'll, I don't, that, I don't believe that. And then, you know, looking back, yeah. that was eight years ago now. And I remember you even said, oh, you think yeah. high school goes fast. College goes by even faster. And obviously for me, it was here. And like the first yep. year I was here, went by kind of slow, a little bit drag on or like, even throughout times on deployment, there'd be days that drag on, but like on deployment, it'd be like a day would drag, but then you blink it'd be like a month gone or two months or three months. And then before I knew it, I was back in, in the United States. And now deployment was almost a year and a half to two years ago. And now I'm like almost out of the Marine Corps pretty much at this point, trying to just do what I have to do while I'm here. And then kind of transitioning and just learning how to be like a civilian again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, and you know, a part of that too is like, you need to have the drive to stick through something like that and experience that passage of time where you can say like, I'm going to do these four years, I'm going to do this really hard thing, I'm going to run this race, I'm going to join the military and go, go overseas and do all this other kind of stuff, whatever that thing might be. But like, I think the one thing that I say, like to people that have described you before is like, I think you are the single most driven person I've ever met in my entire life. Because like going back to the earlier thing that I said earlier, is like you have had two things that you wanted to do. You have done both of them. You have not diverted from both of them. You have really formed your life on accomplishing the goals that you want to in life. And I found that really, really interesting about you because not because I didn't think you could do it at all. It's quite yeah. the opposite because I wonder where kind of like, where, where do you think, well, first of all, like where do you think that kind of, internal fire and drive inside of you comes from was it like inspired by like a, 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 like a person like a movie like like or was it just kind of part of your dna do you think i think it was just who i was i mean obviously there were certain like sports athletes that inspired me or certain things but like i think it was just part of who i was was the main part and then obviously you look at a lot of great yeah. athletes who have like overcome great odds like michael jordan he was no one thought he'd ever become the greatest basketball player of all time or Tom Brady, a sixth round draft pick mm -hmm. becoming the greatest quarterback of all time. Or even someone like even LeBron James, like no one thought coming out of high school as an 18 year old kid, he would be able to take over the NBA. And now he's on 20 years since that, that he's been able to do mm -hmm. that. Like you, I kind of took fuel from like certain stories like that. And it's just yeah. something that motivates you or like, 
I'm sure you got people that you look up to or use for motivation. Yeah, and I think like I, I saw this clip from Chris Williamson the other day. It's kind of like he's and he said a really I thought a very um, a very interesting point. He said like all most great people that he's ever met, and he's met a lot of great people. Like he lives out in Austin. Like he's been on Joe Rogan. He's interviewed all of like some of the most famous people in the world. And he says like all of them, almost all of them, come from a place of insufficiency. And I think that's kind of the note, the thing that I've noted about you when you look up to people because it's not only like. My, like Jordan and Brady and LeBron and all these people that came from kind of very different, but also very similar backgrounds. It's people like you looked up to people like Ray Lewis a lot. You looked up people like Conor McGregor a lot. Yep. Those guys came from really, really broken and kind of fucked up, you know, yeah. fast times and all that other kind of stuff and whatever. And you've had those people who kind of, you know, kept very, very central to your life. And I don't think that's by accident. And I think that's kind of like, it shows a lot of people that no matter what you're really kind of going through in life that you can kind of emulate, you don't have to be like, obviously, very few people, if any people, are going to be as good of a football player as Ray Lewis was, yeah, as talented as McGregor was at his peak, or anything else like that. But, like, anyone can be very, very driven towards something. Like, yeah. it doesn't really take a very special or talented person to have all of those type of things in themselves to be a great athlete or an exceptional thinker or something like that, where they really accomplish something great. But they have a great mindset. The mindset can be copied, even though the outcome can. I think that's something yeah. that a lot of people, that's why we have inspiring people to look up to. And I think it's really kind of interesting how we adopt that and how you adopt that, whether you're going to be a Marine, whether you're going to be an author or a podcaster like me, or whether you're going to be somebody else that does something fully unrelated to the two of them. Yeah. So, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's... No, go ahead. Yeah. It's just one of those things like you, no matter what you're doing, you can always find like inspiration from, like different people who have pursued their paths and kind of learn from that. Yeah, no, I think that it's, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's, it's very curious. I've looked, I've looked at it a bunch of times and seen it a bunch. And I think it's, it's just kind of interesting how that pattern repeats. And I think the other thing that goes in tandem with this specifically related to you and kind of what you want to do in the future, what you have done in the past is that, you have a tendency to be of very, very high service towards others. Like you want to serve other people, you want to help other people and all that kind of stuff. Like whether that's your teammates in the locker room, your teammates in the Marines, other people either home or abroad or wherever you kind of want to do, you want to be a firefighter or a cop or an EMT after you, after you go through, you know, whatever you want to go back to, you know, all this other kind of stuff potentially. And I think like, does that come natural to you as well as kind of the, the just the innate drive you have inside of your personality that wanting to, do right by people and treat people nicely and respectfully and serve them and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's always good to help people out when they need stuff. And like, that's one thing you learn in the military is like, be a good dude and like be someone that's always going to look out for the boys. Cause people here kind of help each other out a lot with just like typical everyday things. Like I've given, yeah. Yeah. like there's some people here that like, don't, they didn't have driver's license when they first joined. So I give them a ride if they needed to, or they buy me like, a monster or something from the, the store if I give them the ride to the store or something like that. Yeah. Or like, well, I mean, it's not only like to the store, maybe people across the country before. It's like, you know, you, you have made the drive from your base right now up to Ohio, like more times than I can even remember. Like, it's almost like, I remember you, you would call me when you were on the phone, you know, yeah. and we talked for like two hours. They're like, oh yeah, we've got like 10 hours left to go and all this kind of stuff and whatever. But it's something where, you know, I want to kind of ask you about that too. Now that that comes up, like, what was that like kind of seeing like, cause you've seen a lot of the country, you've seen a lot of the world and now you've seen a lot of the country. Like, what was that like kind of going and 
seeing kind of the the backbone of America, whether you want to call it, just driving through, yeah. you know, a bunch of things. Like, cause yeah, how many states did you have to drive through on that drive? Like seven or eight? Uh, when I've done it, when I get leaving, I do it. I get, I go through North Carolina, which I mean, where we're located yeah. is pretty much at the bottom. So I'm pretty much driving like a whole diagonal line through the state. And then I drive through a little piece of Virginia and then I go through West Virginia and then up through like Marietta area all the way up to through like Akron up to where I am. And then, okay. I mean, well, that's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then the other, like I've done it a couple, I've done it a few times. And then the other route I can do is like, I can go through North Carolina, through Virginia, through Maryland, and then through Pennsylvania to through Youngstown to where I am. And like seeing the world, like on deployment, we, uh, we couldn't really go out and explore much cause COVID was still a big thing at the time. So we were kind of restricted, but even like, even like setting foot in like oh, other, yeah. even stepping foot in other countries and like seeing the view or like how other countries look or like even certain things. Like when I was in, I think it was Bahrain. Like, I think the sun, I think the sun was like rising at like three in the morning. So that's obviously something you don't see here. Yeah, yeah. Or like it's all flat, right? Like I mean, when you're there, it's like kind of like the sun just kind of peaks up and it's just there for like most of the day, basically. Yeah, then, or like even seeing like the sun rise and set in like the mount through the mountains of Jordan was a beautiful thing, and just like beautiful things like that. And then like seeing different states, like obviously like even yeah. in North Carolina, I've gone through like I've went. We had a long weekend. I went to Charlotte. Charlotte was a pretty cool city. Or like. See a Myrtle Beach, which is only a few hours from us. We had our Marine Corps Mall there. It's a cool experience, and like mm -hmm. it's definitely stuff I wouldn't have seen. Like if I wouldn't have joined, if I would have just stayed in Ohio. Like you see things you haven't seen, and I. It's definitely a thing where it's like I can't imagine not seeing like different places throughout my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like I think travel is kind of an interesting thing now because so many people have kind of just like hoard it out and they go somewhere like every weekend it's almost like a, you know, kind of like a you know a fetish thing for them where they kind of have to go and travel like all these cool places and all this kind of stuff but like you've gone and you've seen a bunch of really really cool stuff and you've gone there with a purposeful thing to kind of see everything else and i think that it's it, it's interesting and i think like the other thing that kind of goes around with that is kind of like hitting the last thing on kind of the big achievements you've had in your life so far like you've you win the state championship in your last year, kind of like you, you do the John Elway thing. You ride off into the sunset and all that, all that other kind of stuff, paid man, and do all and do all that sort of thing. And then you you achieve your goal of being a Marine. You've done it for four years successfully. When you and I remember, I was at your state championship game where you won. And I remember, so I might be answering my own question here. I was there. I was with your parents, with your brother. I was with all this other kind of stuff. And I remember I drove back to Ohio State at like two o'clock in the morning because you guys stayed for a really long time, which is awesome. And so, like, when you achieved both of those things, did the feeling that you got when you did them match what you expected that feeling to be when you had imagined it your entire life? I mean, it was kind of a surreal thing. Like, wow, we actually, this actually happened. And, like, when we won states, like, we, uh, I remember it was my junior year. We had a really good team, but we ended up losing in the second round of the playoffs to Menor. And then my senior year, we came out, played Menor week one, lost a pretty tight game to him. And then the next week after that, we lost in the last second Hail Mary to a, a team from Detroit. And we were kind of like, wow, we're 0-2, we're and we certainly didn't expect uh, 
this to be how our senior season started because we had always like yeah we kind of had a pattern because Ed's won their first title in 2010 and then the kids who were in eighth grade of the year that those kids won ended up winning a title in 2014 which was when we were in eighth grade so hey the pattern's there and then my freshman year we won my sophomore year we lost in the third round a close one my junior year they lo- we lost a close one then Starting knowing two, we kind of started gaining some momentum, kind of started gaining the hot streak. Uh, we lost our regular season finale yeah. uh, at Brown Stadium. It was a game where the ball just bounced not our way, and then we played that same team next week. Ended up beating them. And then a lot of guys who I played with, they made a lot of really good plays that helped us. We beat them, and then we played uh, Euclid. And that was – it was a tough game, but we ended up coming out on top, and then we played – we knew we were probably going to play Mentor again, and we ended up playing them. And it was like, you know, we get a chance to play the team who not only beat us to end our season last year, but we get a chance to play the team who beat us week one this year. And the, the first game we played them was a very high offensive scoring game. And then um, the second game we played them, uh, there were some defensive guys that made some really nice plays. And. We beat them and then won the next week in the Final Four. Then we ended up winning, and I just – I remember, like, we nailed the clock down. I just remember, like, the surreal feeling of, wow, the clock's ticking. And, like, we kind of we, – we, we achieved what we uh, – we ended up achieving what we set out to do, not only at the beginning of that season, but, you know, four years before. And then a lot of guys ended up going through it, so – have like families who went there and they just they go to games and they're little kids and it's like wow like I remember watching games when I was a kid or like seeing like the guys there that won state titles years before and then in boot camp you uh since you know that was the next thing I did you know about six months seven months later in boot camp you go through boot camp and then your culminating events called the crucible and you end it with a hike and then they do it the exact same way pretty much every time. You uh, you go through this sign that says, We Make Marines, and when you cross that, you end up going to this like parade deck. You set your pack down from the hike, and you receive your uh, emblem, and that officially marks you as a Marine. And that was a really surreal moment because I officially became a Marine, and that was like, wow, I did what I set out to do. And then, obviously, at that point, you go on to doing bigger things in the Marine Corps in life, and stuff like that but yeah it it was a good feeling doing both of those and it is kind of weird that like my time in the marine corps is coming to an end and it's like the next chapter but the the best advice i got from uh some people in the marine corps is uh make the marine corps a chapter of your life but don't make it the chapter because there are some guys that they get out and they kind of don't really find something to do after the marine corps and they just uh fixate on the fact that they were in the Marine Corps and they kind of just have a rough time when they get out. So I'm kind of like trying to find like a new thing to pursue and find where that takes me. Cause you know, you obviously want to, like you said, live a long and happy life and do something good with it and just kind of enjoy life and see what life's all about. Cause that's one thing through the thick and thin of the Marine Corps, you kind of learn that there's a lot of cool things to experience in life, even living in a state that was not my primary home state yeah. for most of my life or what well, wasn't at any part in my life until now. 
and like the fact that I've driven so many miles on my truck throughout the time being in and just a lot of different experiences are like the one thing about the Marine Corps is you meet a lot of different yeah. people through different parts yeah. of the country and like you know that's like they joke and like it's true the Marine Corps is like the only place you'll have you know one guy who grew up on like the country part of South Georgia his whole life and he'll be best friends with a guy from you know the Bronx or like New Jersey or something and without the Marine Corps they probably wouldn't have met but you know we we make it work and you end up learning some cool stuff and experiencing things differently than you wouldn't have experienced before and that's just yeah that's definitely something that's kind of interesting and I don't know about you. I mean, I'm sure college is the same way. Cause like, obviously like I know it's at o- in Ohio, but like people come from all over the country to go to Ohio state and you meet people from different places and different backgrounds. And I'm sure you learned a lot from them and them from you. Sure. No. Yeah. I, I think it's just kind of like, it, it's, it's just the world is a beautiful place, man. Like you meet a lot of people from a lot of different things. You kind of just see a lot of different backgrounds and areas and all that kind of stuff and everything. And I think that, it's important that you recognize that it's only part of your life. Cause I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like, like that, um, you know, that advice you got where, you know, that guy's told you like, Hey, just the Marines are four years and don't make them much more than four years. If you don't have to have to, and do all that other kind of stuff. And so do all that other sort of thing. But have you figured out kind of what that next chapter is going to look like for you and kind of where you want your life to go after this? Like, like, what do you want? What is like a healthy and happy life constitute for you? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely probably going to try. I'm a, I've started, like, seeing Ohio State's admission for what i got to do to apply because I figured having a degree to my name and the veteran thing is definitely a good uh, – yeah. I figured having a degree to my name and the veteran thing to my name would definitely be a good marketing tool if I'm looking for a job and opening up my options to any fields to where I can kind of have more opportunities than – I would if I didn't, and seeing where that takes me, and even some of the officers I've talked to who went to college said, like, they have know people who did it, and they said the col- people, the Marines who get out usually have end up having, like, a, they enjoy college because, like, it's just a change of environment, and you kind of learn to appreciate little things more after you've been in the military for four years. Yeah. Another funny yeah. thing is, like, how I sell like yeah. the different I think it's it's kind of like you know you you have that different perspective than than people and all that sort of thing and you kind of have just something that I don't know man it's just it's it's interesting it's kind of seeing like what kind of you know has all that sort of stuff and what the world has for you in that sense and kind of one one of the last things I wanted to touch on was like you do you have done all of these really really cool things if you've been around the country you've been around the world everything else you've done really really hard stuff you've done a bunch of other things that kind of a lot of people don't really like to do and all that sort of thing so like what is there a thing that drives you inside like is there something that kind of like you you say like i want to do all these things because of this or is it kind of like that like what you said earlier about like living like that rich happy fulfilling life that you want to do all these things for you it's just having cool life experience and like i mean i'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything i just i think it's cool to experience different things and kind of see where things are and like the funny thing is a lot of people in the Marine Corps actually come from Ohio. Like I've met, oh, really? I have met so many people from Ohio over here. 
That's so funny. I don't think you've ever told me that before. Yeah, like, our people ask me, like, hey, where are you from? I'll be like, Ohio. They're like, wow. Like, they're like, man, I swear everyone from the Marine Corps is either from Florida or Ohio. Really? That's so funny. Yeah, like, I, uh, I, I ran into someone the other day, and I was, like, working out at the gym wearing, I think it was an Ed shirt, and some guy, I never met him before, and he's like, hey, uh, you went to Ed's? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, where are you from? Like, I told him, and he's like, oh, I went to Bellevue, and uh, I wrestled a kid from Ed's, and went up talking, and I ended up knowing the kid he knew, and it just like there's I've had a few times like that or like you'll see people wearing like Ohio State shirts and I'll be like hey what part of Ohio are you from and there's a lot of people from Ohio uh, particularly a lot of people from like middle Ohio southern Ohio couple from northeast yeah, yeah a lot of people yeah. from Ohio, a lot of uh, the Midwest and like the southern region are very strong in the Marine Corps yeah and then it's interesting man I, I never I, I never yeah, go ahead. The one thing you do learn in the Marine Corps, too, is, like, a lot of people on the outside would assume the Marine Corps is, like, a really big place for, the, like, a lot of people. And there are a lot of people, but, like, the Marine Corps is actually a pretty small place to where, like, you'll always run into yeah. someone who knows somebody. Like, I don't remember who I was talking to, or, but I ran into one guy, and we both mentioned the same person. He's like, oh, how do you know him? I'm like, oh, we, uh, he, this guy told me, he's like, oh, that guy was in my unit, you know, this many years ago. We did this together. I'm like, yeah, he was with us on deployment or certain things like that. Or We had some guys come to our unit last year, and they ended up knowing a few people from my unit because they went to infantry school together. And they always say if you stay in the Marine Corps long enough, you'll definitely run into some people twice. And it's just kind of funny how that goes because you, you always do that, and it's kind of like Ohio State, like I'm sure you have a network there, and the Marine Corps really is kind of a networking tool as well. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of teammates that are going to go off, and I mean, some aren't going to do this, but a lot of people are going to be there, going to be really successful in business. They'll go to medical school, yeah. law school, do all that kind of stuff, and, and, and everything else. They'll kind of see that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of leaders are going to come out of all that sort of thing, and, and you're certainly going to be one of them in whatever you know, aspect of life you choose to go into, but um, I would say, like, as our last thing, I, I don't want to keep you too long. It's Friday night in the Marine yeah. Corps, and I know you guys get some pretty fun stuff on Friday nights down there, so I want to make sure I get you out of here on time. But um, if you had just advice for anyone who is, like, listening about, or maybe people in the Marines or in the military or any kind of stuff right now, if you had any advice for those people, what would, what advice would you give them if they have, like, maybe if they're a parent and their, their child is thinking of going out to the Marines and all that kind of stuff, what would you say – to that person about, you know, the culture, about what they can expect or about what they should do? Uh, advice for people that would think about joining the Marine Corps, uh, definitely understand, like, it's going to be an experience that you've never had before. There's going to be certain ups. There's going to be a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Just persevere through it. Uh, as they say in the Marine Corps, it always gets better no matter what you're going through. And just, like, make sure you're prepared going into it. Like, obviously be in shape and... Like, obviously, like, take care of yourself and just make sure that you're a good dude and know that you're going to be working with people and just keep an open mind about things because you never know what you'll experience in the Marine Corps, like the people you'll meet. And it's one of those things where I think now, like, a lot of people I've met in the Marine Corps, I'm like, wow, it was like a pleasure to meet those people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Dean, we'll get you out of here. All right. But- Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, man. I think that, you know, this is going to be a valuable conversation. I always have fun talking to you. It's right. good to finally get you on. I, I think that we will, we will definitely get you back on again. All right. More appropriate time on the computer. You're not just Skyping in. Yeah. I appreciate the effort. 
Um, go have fun. Uh, drink a lot. But yeah. Don't drink too much. Um, you know, to keep your buddies in check. You're the responsible yeah. one. So uh, for everyone's listening, this is me. This is Dylan Franciscus. And own the day. Open your mind. Have a great one, everybody. Stopping, hopping like a rabbit When I take the Nino Ross, you know I got to have it I lay back in the cut, retain myself Think about the shit and I think it well How can I mix my grip? And how should I make that nigga straight to